Bernadette Joy, and I am super pumped to be back because in this season, we are going to talk about FIRE, financial independence, relax every day. And I'm going to share with you my personal tips on how AJ and I reached early retirement in our 30s. And I'm going to bring in some special guests who are going to drop some serious knowledge on how you can speed up your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to season four of my podcast, Crush Your Money Goals. Hello, everybody. It's Bernadette Joy, and we're back for another episode of Crush Your Money Goals. And I am here today with my friend. Hi, I'm Lori Nagasik. <laughs> and Lori is here because I asked her to be on the show to talk more about something that she's really nerdy about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which it seems to be, it seems to me I have a pattern of getting along with people who are very nerdy about specific things. And today she's going to teach us all about accessibility. And a lot of people don't even know what that term means or what that constitutes. So I would love you to start off, Lori, with just who you are. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to say you're a self-proclaimed nerd in this mm-hmm. space. Yes. And total what geek. does Total geek. <laughs> yeah. And what does accessibility mean? Great. So uh, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here today. So um, accessibility, um, we want to think about it in terms of giving access to everyone and being very inclusive. And where I kind of live within the accessibility space is with digital content. So we wanna think about designing, formatting, putting things online or in digital spaces that allow everyone to have access so that we're not leaving anybody out, Mm. okay? So we wanna reach as many people as possible. So does that kind of help answer what is accessibility? Okay. And what is an example maybe of accessibility that helps people understand since we're an audio, right? Mm -hmm. How do, how do people visualize what does accessibility mean? Right. So when we're using accessibility, we're keeping um, people with disabilities in mind Ah. in our design and how we produce things. So it could be just about anything. It could be um, someone who is deaf and hard of hearing, someone who is blind or has low vision, um, someone with ADHD, a learning disability. It could be just about anything. Um, and disabilities aren't just permanent disabilities. We can also think about temporary conditions. True. Um, so you can have a temporary disability. So the interesting thing about disability is that it could impact any of us at any point in our lives or even mm. you know, our family members. Even if you aren't born with a disability, you may develop a condition or a diagnosis at some point in your life that you may have to um, deal with and you might need some additional access to help you um, get through life. So, um, yeah, so with that, um, an example could be um, uh, someone who is, um, sorry, someone who is blind um, and can't see the computer screen. They're going to use what's called assistive technology. Mm. And that is used to give some audio feedback to the user because they can't see the screen. Uh, So when they're coming up on, say, an image, for example, um, we need to implement alternative text into our images so that the assistive technology can read that description of the image to the person who's using the technology. Oh. Um, Yeah. And here I was thinking it was just an extra work for me (laughs) when I was putting up images. But actually, there's a reason you're putting it in there so that if someone can't read it, the computer reads it to them. Yeah. So the issue is, like, the technology doesn't, like 
scan the image and give you like automatic feedback. They're they're trying to develop technology that does some of that, but it's not always accurate to the context of why mm. you're using that image. So you as the content creator have to write that in so that people really understand the purpose of why you're putting that image into your content. Um, so if you're leaving that out, you're really leaving people out and not giving them full access to your amazing content. Well, uh this is a very interesting, like you said, specific topic. And I really only learned about it through you when we started working together. And so I have to know, how did you even decide to get into a topic like this? And I often ask uh, guests on this, what's the makeup-free version of this? A lot of people like to come on the podcast and say, look, I'm so smart and I'm so, like, I'm just a genius at this thing <laughs> and I've always been good at it. But what's, mm -hmm. what's your backstory on this? Yeah, so it wasn't a place where I started in in my career. Um, I started in my career as a social worker, and I worked in a um, clinical role um, in the mental health um, arena. So I started helping people um, in counseling in that sort of area. And from there, I ended up at a... Um, in higher education, working at a community college. And my role there was to work with students with disabilities in a social work kind of caseworker role and to help them get their accommodations that they needed to be able to function and have access to the material in class. So that was both their physical classrooms and online learning classrooms. Um, so that was my real first step into this whole field was working with people with disabilities. And it really, it really opens your mind to different ways of getting things done. You know, we have very traditional ideas, you know, if, if maybe you haven't grown up with a disability yourself or you haven't really lived around others who have it, mm. you think, oh, there's only one way to like do this one task. But I found that working with people with disabilities, sometimes you have to find creative solutions yes. to get to um, what you need to do to get something done. And there is more than one way to get things done. We just have to be open to it and allow, um, you know, to get outside of that box. Um, so that's what I learned working with the students. And, um, you know, I found that, you know, with uh, education, if the instructors, the teachers, if they didn't build accessibility into their coursework, then the students could really have a difficult tr time trying to access it while they're going through class. Mm. So part of what I did was work with the students, but also working with the teachers to help them understand, hey, you really need to think about what you're putting into your class from the beginning, you know, build accessibility in with it in mind into your coursework so then when a student does into your class that needs it you're not running to play catch up the whole the whole semester mm -hmm. it's already there and ready to go mm -hmm. so unfortunately there were situations where students didn't have the access they need from the beginning and sometimes they had to drop out of the class because they couldn't keep up because they're waiting for this instructor to build accessible materials or working with us to try to get the materials to the student and it was just too stressful I mean School's already stressful enough. Let's not make it worse for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's really better to, to build it with accessibility in mind from the beginning versus waiting until you have a situation where you need it, and then it's almost too late. Because you may have to re rework something altogether if you gotcha. don't build it in from the beginning. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And what I'm really taking away from what you're discussing that I think is relevant to anyone who is not even just a creator, like you said, but an entrepreneur or someone who's just in business is that not everyone works like you do. And mm -hmm. sometimes you have to come up with creative solutions to be able to work with that person better. It might not always be because they don't want to. It might be because that they literally can't. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate the work that you do in it. And 
uh, I specifically asked you to come on the podcast because we do have a lot of entrepreneurs. We do have a lot of uh, creators who listen to this in their path to becoming wealthy. Mm -hmm. And so what are some tips that you have for folks in accessibility that they could use even today? Right. So there are some easy things you can do that are like low to no cost, but it's just really keeping that um, accessibility in mind as you're building something. So um, the first thing you can do when you're working with um, social media content, for example, um, use what's called camel case. Have camel you ever, case. Yeah. I have not heard of this. You what heard is this? this? Okay. So think about like the camel humps. They go up and down, right? So camel case is when you're using hashtags, you want to write them with the first letter of each word capitalized. It's actually easier for someone like with dyslexia to read and take in the text if it's written in camel case, or if someone has low vision, it's easier for them to see the different words oh. within the hashtag that way. That is such a simple, <laughs> doesn't cost us anything. I yeah. definitely have not been using capitals. <laughs> I will start doing that as yeah. of today. Mm -hmm. That is such a great tip. Yeah. And sometimes even screen readers can have trouble with a string of, you know, letters all together that are in lowercase. Um, some of them are getting, the technology is improving. So some of them can read it, but not all of them can. So you really just want to form. A lot of accessibility is about formatting things correctly. So that's just one like formatting. Very easy to do. We could do that today if we want kind of example. Well, I'll tell you guys this. My husband, AJ, who you guys know I talk about a lot, <laughs> he doesn't have any, you know, kind of overt disabilities, but anytime I've asked him to proofread any of my stuff, he always, the first thing he always picks up is if anything is in all capital letters. Yes. And he says, like, it's really hard to read that. Yes. And it really only occurred to me when you started talking about this stuff that I was just like, oh, I could see, I thought he was just being like <laughs> nitpicky to me because he's my husband, but I realized, right. oh wait, this might actually be a problem. And so yeah. I stopped doing that in a mm -hmm. lot of my captions and stuff. And so I mm -hmm. think that's a great tip. What's your second tip? Yep. So next tip. Um, so we talked about alternative text already. Mm -hmm. You want to use alternative text with your images, whether it's in social media, whether it's in a document, a website that you're building, any digital content, include alternative text or an image description with that image. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're in a, like a program, like even Instagram, they have um, accessibility options built into the platform. So all you need to do is look for the word accessibility when you're building your post, um, and you can you can provide that alternative text. Um, otherwise, they're going to put in some automated stuff that really may not have anything to do or doesn't fully capture your image. So you're going to want to clear that out and put in your correct alternative text every time. Um, there's a place if you use a Word document, you can build alternative text into your Word documents as well. And then one tip, if it's like a very complicated image, sometimes the alternative alternative text fields have limited characters. Mm. You could put it within the page or the post or the document, and then everyone has access to the whole description, which can benefit all of us because if it's like a crazy looking diagram or an infographic and there's just a lot going on, if you kind of spell it out for everyone to be able to follow, you're helping even more of your audience, not just people with disabilities. Thank you so much to our sponsor steadily and steadily is the best rated landlord insurance in america and if you didn't already know landlord insurance also known as rental insurance is a policy for people who rent their homes to others and landlord insurance is not required for a landlord but insurance can bring many benefits like legal liabilities fire and water damage, financial protection against natural disasters, and protection for your furnishings. And so if you are looking for great service and a simple quote process, check out our sponsor Steadily at steadily.com.
so I have a confession, y'all. Is <laughs> safe space. <laughs> totally a safe space. Well, it's my podcast, so it's, I guess it's a safe space for me at least. <laughs> um, is I think there was some automated kind of features. I think it was in LinkedIn at one point. Uh, or I mean, they have it, but I didn't really know what that was for. Mm. And so when I would put images of myself um, in my LinkedIn posts, it would auto-generate saying something like Asian woman smiling mm. or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, first of all, how did it know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, why is it doing that, right? right. And mm-hmm. so I didn't know that that that's what that was for. So I would mm-hmm. change it to like Bernadette, Joy, Cruz, Mollian, CEO, whatever. But now I realize, and thanks to Lori being in my in my ear a lot, that that wasn't helpful to someone. Like if they don't know who I am, that doesn't right. describe the picture. Right. 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 So the point of the, the, oh, Asian woman smiling is so that <laughs> someone can think, oh, okay, she's Asian and the picture is showing what it shows, right? Yes. So yeah. I love that you're schooling us on this because I like to think that I I um, am kind of in tune with a lot of DEI type of stuff, but this was a completely new space to me. So what's mm-hmm. your last tip? Awesome. Okay. So the last one, videos. I mean, how common Oh my are gosh, videos? I'm actually a little bit scared of what you're going to say because <laughs> I do a lot of videos and I'm pretty sure they're not accessible oh, now. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you could always do better tomorrow. So, <laughs> yes. you, you know, you know better, you do better. But um, the main thing is, you know, putting captions into your videos is super important. Captions benefit everyone. Um, you don't have to have a disability just to benefit from, benefit from captions. They're good in circumstantial kind of you know, situations. So like if you're in a really noisy area and you just can't listen to the audio at that time, um, if there's heavy accents, having captions can be helpful. Even people learning English as a second language. If the I video's, was going to say, yeah. Yeah, that could be helpful. Um, so there's just a lot of different um, situations where captions could be just a preference. So again, we're trying to be more inclusive and um, trying to reach everyone that we can with um, accessibility. And then another thing just with videos, when you're when you're building a video and when you're trying to think about your content, we might say, Hey, look at this right here and like point to something. Mm -hmm. But if you can't see what the person's pointing at, then that's really, you're going to be left out of that part of the Uh video. So kind of talking through what you're pointing at, whether it's words or an image, whatever it is, like try to, um, say that into your narration of the video. Great point. Yeah. Great point. And that's actually something <clears throat> that I want to look at in 2023 for all of my content and kind of including all of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, not related to accessibility, or maybe it is, I don't know, but uh, AJ and I watch a ton of Korean content, and we don't understand a lick of Korean, <laughs> and what has evolved over the last three years, because we have to watch with captions, with English mm. captions mm-hmm. all the time, is that we started watching at least YouTube videos with English captions, even when they're in English yep. now, because we found that with the captions, now we can watch it on 1.5 or 2 speed on YouTube because yeah. apparently I read faster than I I listen to. Yep. And so for those of you who are trying to learn a lot of a lot of content, maybe in a short period of time, yes. having the captions on is hugely helpful and for me anyway, in absorbing the material faster. Absolutely. It could definitely help with processing. And sometimes people need to hear and see it because of their disability. Mm-hmm. So that could be super crucial in them. Uh, retaining the information. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I want to reiterate, right? Even, you know, when people think of accessibility and they think about disability, right? It's making accessible for everybody. Yes. Right? So, and not all disabilities are visible or Mm -hmm. obvious. And the work that you are doing in educating people on this is so important. And so let me ask you, um, are there any mistakes that people, I mean, 
I clearly just made, told you guys a bunch <laughs> of mistakes that I make. So don't feel you know bad if you made these mistakes too. Yeah. Um, but what's a mistake that you often see people make? I think um, just not baking it in from the beginning. That's mm-hmm. the kind of term I've used, and I've heard that in the accessibility space before. Leaving it to the end and then thinking, oh, how do I make this accessible after you've created an entire product or a piece of material? Include accessibility and include thoughts about accessibility in from the beginning, and you will have much less work to do at the end when you're trying to tidy things up and and tighten it up and make it a beautiful package. Um, If you build it in from the beginning, you're gonna be thinking about your audience, you're gonna be thinking about different people who are consuming your product, and you'll be more inclusive as you're building it. I love that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of um, the people that you wanna work with are people who are in the marketing space. Mm -hmm. However, I would argue, um, you know, almost everyone is a marketer, right? So if you're someone who, obviously, if you're a marketing professional, then that's obviously a marketer. But if you're an entrepreneur and you put out any sort of content, flyers or videos or Mm -hmm. advertisements, you know, accessibility in mind is super important. If you are someone who is, you know, someone with a day job, a nine to five day job, if you're creating PowerPoints and Excels and all of these things, a lot of the time accessibility is not included in that. So just Mm -hmm. having that thought that, wow, there might be someone who doesn't have the same abilities as me. Is there anything I can do to make this easier for them? Like you said, is a great way to start baking this in. Um, And I would also highly encourage you guys to check out the work that Lori is doing. And so how can people best engage with you? Yeah, so there's a few ways. So um, first you can check out the website. It's Mm allaboutaccessibility.com. So go to the website first. And if you go there, you'll get um, access to my free guidebook um, where you can learn all about um, alt text and how to use alt text to reach more of your audience. Mm -hmm. And I give you five tips for writing alt text. And if you want to follow along in a video version, I also have a YouTube channel where I show you actual examples of images and I go through how to write the alt text for each of those images and it kind of corresponds with the guidebook. I love that. Yeah. Um, You can also find me on Instagram at All About Accessibility. I'm also on LinkedIn um, by my name, which is Lori Nikasik and I'll let people check out the podcast. We'll, we'll let you guys, yeah, we'll let you guys figure out how to spell that one. No, we'll yeah. put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So check me out there. And um, yeah, I just, you know, one thing before we kind of, you know, wrap up or whatever, um, you know, it, when we're making our content, you know, again, you know, of course we want to reach people with disabilities, but, you know, also think about the people in their circle too, their family, their friends, caretakers, whatever, you know, they're finding in research that if you're not making things accessible, it's not just people with disabilities that are going away from those those pieces of content, but also people that are more aware of disabilities. Mm. So you could be even losing your reach just because you're not being inclusive. Mm. Um, so really think about that. You know, it goes beyond just the disability community. It goes into like their circles and and other people. And and people go towards more content that is accessible. When you when you do that, you're kind of showing yourself as a role model in the space, and that you're willing to be more inclusive and diverse. And I think that's so well tied with the theme of this season's podcast, which is, you know, when women do better and when women are wealthy, every the communities around them mm-hmm. are wealthy. I mean, studies show that. And same thing when, you know, people have more access to things and mm-hmm. things are more accessible, everyone benefits, not just those people. So yes. I love that message. And I so appreciate you for coming today. Yeah, thank you. And thanks guys for listening to another episode. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to leave me a review and let me know what you learned. 
And for daily money tips, follow me on Instagram at Bernadette Joy. But if you're ready to plan your escape to financial independence with me as your personal finance millionaire coach, head to my website at crushyourmoneygoals.com. See you next time.